It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. You're listening to the Cricket Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cricket Podcast for our first T20 2022 Cricket World Cup podcast. Uh, it was a day of panic. It was a day of panic at the tournament. Sri Lanka, they got into a scrape. They panicked. They lost. The UAE, they were playing in their first big tournament for ages. They panicked. The Netherlands, they had the easiest win in the history of Netherlands cricket thrown at them. They panicked. The only people that didn't panic were the Namibians. They played pretty fearless cricket. It was uh, it was a day that started with a state. It was a day that kicked off the tournament with a bang. I'm Jack Hope. I'm joined by Ross Leg. Ross, did you enjoy day? Is it even day one of the Cricket World Cup? I'm not sure. Uh, I think. Yeah, it counts. It's all part of the, it's all part of the tournament. It's just uh, we just haven't got to the main event yet, have we? So um, this is the this is the entree. Um, yeah, we're we're at the starter stage of the uh, World Cup meal. Yeah, and the G-Long Oval. What a ground to, to hold such a prestigious... <laughs> the empty G-Long Oval. <laughs> yeah, it was, Josh, you know, it was nine degrees in the stadium. It was, it was nine degrees. G-Long isn't even a place. Um, all right, not a place in, in the way that, like, Melbourne, which is really close to G-Long, is a place. Uh, it's an AFL ground. That nuts, nuts. We'll talk, we, can, we can talk about that. We'll talk about the, the two cricket matches. We'll mm-hmm. talk about what's coming up this week. Um and and probably some other stuff too. Uh, Ross, uh, can you tell people how to support the show? Yes, uh, you should go onto Twitter right now if you don't already, and uh, type in at the Cricket Pod and go and follow us there and interact with us there. And we can also do that on Instagram um, and also go to Patreon.com uh, forward slash the Cricket Pod, um, and you can sign up for what four bucks a month, um, and you get access to the Discord um, if you want a little bit more and more involvement. And then we do exclusive shows, um, and there's even a chance for you to be on the show with us. That's our new format um, that we're trying on Patreon. Um, which we kind of do a watch along of favourite moments um, in cricketing history. So, uh, yeah, get involved. Yeah, we should do another one of them soon. I enjoyed mm. that. That was good. Um, yeah. What did we do? We did um, Shahid Afridi hitting loads of runs against India. Um, yeah. Which... And then we did the world's worst over with some guy from New Zealand I've never heard of. But Gilchrist was batting and I had heard of him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was, I, mean, I can't even remember the guy's name. We talked. We, we watched him bowl for 20 minutes and talked about how bad he was. 
And um, <laughs> two days later, three days, I don't know what it is, three days later, don't know who he is. Uh, that's, the, that's the beauty of cricket, isn't it? Yeah. Every, every, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, it was a good day. It was a good day at the, the T20 World Cup. Like a, a proper kickoff to a tournament, I think. Like my my initial take, I mean, let's, we'll do initial takes and then we'll talk about the two games. So my, my initial take, I don't love the format. I think if you're going to do the format, though, then what you want is like a colossal upset that, that like throws into doubt. We, we, named, we named Sri Lanka as dark horses for this tournament. We were like, we think there's a decent-ish chance not you know not a huge chance but we we thought that they could actually make it to the semi-final um they play the first match they're playing against probably the second best team in their group but also a team whose best player is david visa yeah 41 year old david visa (laughs) yeah and um and they get beaten by 55 runs like handily beaten uh throws into jeopardy like their whole qualification basically and then in the second game um, the the team we named as the worst team in the tournament, and the team we named as the second worst team in the tournament. Whoever wins that has got a genuine chance of going through. Um, Netherlands, like with the ball, they turn up, and it, it looks like the UAE are um, playing well, test cricket. But wow, they have a seven for none off three and a half overs. Yeah, well, and then, um, and then, and and then, and then, it, 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 you know, the Netherlands they 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 literally panic. They need one hundred and thirteen to win. Um, the, the 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 initial the initial thought process is let's just win this really quickly mm. and and yeah you know, take the points to the bank get a good net run rate boost and, and suddenly they're like holy shit we're actually going to lose the easiest win of all time until a man named after some crisps come in and uh, <laughs> and, and helps them out and, and they get there like literally playing tap and run <laughs> for eight overs like, I think they went eight overs or I can't remember if it was eight or twelve overs. You know, T20. They either went twelve overs without hitting a boundary or eight overs without hitting a boundary, and, and just squeeze over the line. Um, high drama, like a massive upset. High drama, fantastic stuff. What did you think? Uh, the oh uh, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, Daryl Tuffy, uh, according to Swami, is the guy with the worst over. By the way, so thank you for that in the chat, Swami. <laughs> um, I thought the game, like, as you said, the game. The day had what what the World Cup needed to get it off and actually get a bit of excitement here. Like um, I was chatting to some of the other cricket guys today from um, kind of one of the other teams that we play for in the summer, and they didn't even realise that the Cricket World Cup had started. So that, that uh, the ICC needs to do more about promoting this when it's not in this country, I think. Um, but by the by, it had as you said, had an upset, had some decent performances, had some very, very attritional and bad cricket, which is what you want to see at the same time. You want yeah. to see you want to see that leveller where you'd be like, I could play for the UAE. Uh, you kind of want to be able to be in that position and that mindset. Um, and it also had um, a record. It had a record today, didn't it? It had the youngest ever player at a World Cup um, in Isle Khan, I think his name is. Um, and he fell over the boundary yeah, road. Yeah, he fell over, he got out, got out for like five and then went to jump over the little Tobler road, missed his foot and crashed straight on his face um, and yeah, sheepishly ran off. So what a start. Oh, yeah. Um, the, the the guy falling over the Tobler road, you know, that that was probably the highlight of the UAE innings yeah. from, a, from, a, from a back point of view. Uh, should we talk, should we talk the, the big news first? Mm-hmm. Um, Sri Lanka taking on... Uh, Namibia, I've got some notes on this, so I'll, I'll do a quick summary. Mm-hmm. Um, it looked like early on, so so watching the, watching this game, um, it looked like early on that our prediction that Sri Lanka's pace and seam bowling, even though they're a little bit injury depleted, that 
they would effectively just be a bit too quick and a bit too good for Namibia, as we saw at the last World Cup when um, Chimera, etc., um, frankly outgunned some of the associate teams. Um, mm-hmm. Picked up some quick wickets. At one point, they were 76 to 4. And I think straight after that, actually, I think they were, they were 76 to 4. It might, might be 76 to 5 because David Visa was out for a, a golden duck. He, refu- he reviewed one where it was obvious that he'd, he'd hit the ball, but he was like, I am the best player, so I, I will, I will take. Uh, they they came here to watch feedback, kind of vibes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a bit like that. Um, Ninety-three for six at the end of the fourteenth over is, is what I've got written down, and you're thinking this is kind of going to to, to form here. Um, Namibia, though, what I loved about them was how fearless they were. Like they 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 just didn't stop. They were like, we've got a game plan, and we're going to go for it. We talked about the bomb squad. Um, one of the bomb squad, JJ Smith and and, and um, Frylink. Um, teamed up together and, you know, what, from the 14th over, I think the last six overs, they went at 10 and over. So they got up to 160 odd, pretty decent score. Um, Sri Lanka, their weakness, you'd say, is like consistent batting. They've got a little bit of explosiveness, but they're not, they haven't really got anybody that averages over 30. Like they are a team of like some dashers and just guys that are are there. You still think they're massive favourites against an associate nation. Um, Yeah. They panicked, though, I think. And I think this is maybe where you saw their slight lack of experience with the bat. Um, I think it's where you saw maybe their slight lack of quality as well. Probably what they should have said is, is like, it just takes one of our top five to, to get 60 here. And the rest of the dashers will will have a moment. There'll, there'll be some overs that, that, that Namibia bowl that, that we, can, we can bomb. Uh, they, they didn't break it down like that, though. I think it's fair to say. Um, really panicked. There was some some good bowling from the Namibians. We'll talk about that. Um, is it Ben Shikongo on a on a hat trick with his like he, his first three balls at World Cup? I think it was dot wicket wicket, um, and then he nearly gets the hat trick. And I think like the, the the other big thing is that Namibia fielded really well. They they wrap up the game fairly quickly. Um, the 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 only other note I've got down here is that the of the Sri Lankan batters, um, one was run out. I think every other player was caught. Um, don't I don't think they dealt with the conditions very well. I thought Namibia really did. Um, what what were your what were your thoughts? What were your talking points that you want to bring to the table? Um, so I think one here is that um, I, I know we should start with Namibia's batting, but I think what can't be underestimated here is that um, Trumpelman was not playing here. So Trumpelman was kind of one of their star bowlers, if not their probably their star bowler of the World Cup last time they played. Right, um, he's pulled up with a hamstring injury, yep. and Secondo gets pulled in to this game, which he's not scheduled to play. Um, and Chicago, oh, as you say, brilliantly. And like we're, we're, and that no fear element to it, I think, is is great for this side. Um, in the batting, like, it's a little bit tepid to start, and you'd expect that as well. Um, but again, uh, Lofty Eaton kind of comes out and is just like, no, we need to win the boundary percentage. We need to kind of do this. In the middle, there was a little bit of that consolidation, which we typically don't really like seeing. But their whole game plan was around, we are going to take down some people at the end. And uh, it worked for them last World Cup. And they're going to try and do the same thing again. So I don't think that's a, I don't think that's a bad thing. I thought what was good to see as well from a Namibian point of view. And I think, you know, I think they were probably the associate nation that performed best and impressed me most at the last World Cup. Um, some of that, though, was built around um, David Visa having a, a couple of really big games. Mm. And I, I thought today, although he bowled pretty well, like the fact that he got a golden duck and still they were able 
to to win this match and even like little things i thought they just, i thought they were just so clever about the the way they went around batting and bowling little things that that sort of stand out stuff like jan freilich getting run out on the last ball of the innings how often do you see a team like just run one there because it's like they they, they don't they want to take the knot out Mm-hmm. Um, like even 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 like big big nations just take one there he goes for a two it's a bit of a suicide two well maybe not a suicide two but I mean it's a, a good throw runs him out and um, you know it, it but it means nothing like it would have just been a bonus run for, yeah. the, for, for the side and I, I thought they got like um, a lot of that quite right um, you know as you said there's a there's a there's a there's a couple of quality issues. I, th- I still don't think they've got an opening batter. Well, I mean, pretty evidently they don't, and that was a problem at the last World Cup. Although the combination of Lofty Eaton Lecoq as the two three um, was was a, a a really good point. Um, can we talk Sri Lanka? Yeah, we can. Um, what what went wrong for them? So so um, one of my notes here is around the the way in which they completely panicked around not being able to score square of the wicket <laughs> um and uh sap um has just put it into the uh, into the chat as well and say how like it looked like a ground that would benefit that because of the, the pitch wasn't particularly brilliant i don't think but um namibia managed as you said to go at 10 and over for a decent chunk of, the, of their innings yeah, so that means with, that it wasn't like on... their last two batters really like, yeah. yeah so what it was it was completely on the cards and from from what i saw from sri lanka is that the, it was always the opposite. I thought they I thought they fielded well, the Sri Lankans. I thought, but I thought both teams' fielding was actually quite good, um, on the whole. Um, but my view is that they didn't have that plan. They didn't seem to have that role definition. And at the Asia Cup, they seemed to have that plan and seemed to be able to go out and play with freedom. Here wasn't a day to go gun for leather with that freedom. That they they should have been just like as you, as you said, like it's not the most spectacular way, but they should have sunrise as Hyderabad the shit out of this. They should have Pakistaned this. <laughs> That's what they should have done. Um and they all they needed to do was go, right, we'll get up to maybe a hundred off off of 12 overs and just and just sit or whatever it might be or 14 overs and we we've, we've got this game in the bag. And they they panicked immediately. And, and you talk about their lack of experience. These guys have still played a fair amount of international cricket, um, and their their lineup didn't make much sense to me as well. Um, I know that they lost they, they lost what four wickets in the power play, three wickets in the power play, so they they, they were already up against it. It was uh, yeah, three after four overs, and then the the fourth wicket falls in a six point three, so effectively four. Yeah, yeah, and and they're they're slapping the ball to mid off or mid on. And you're, you're sitting there just like, what is going on? Um, and I just think that on, on a day like this, they needed to bat a bit of time and take that sting out of the game because the Associate Nation was always going to come out and be like, we're up for this. And, yeah, I, um, did, I, I did think that. And I, you know, I, I think I, I said, sort, sort of talked about conditions in the, in the, in, in the summary I did. I, I think on the one hand, like it did benefit Namibia. I think it was it, it, Namibia playing in Australia is probably probably means their players will play near the top of their potential. Like I, I don't know loads about Namibian pitches, but I know a lot of them play in South Africa. South Africa and Australia aren't massively dissimilar in terms of how the ball comes onto the bat. Like you, you tend to find that they're, they're both quite bouncy and both quite quick. Sri Lanka not like that. Um, however, Sri Lanka are actually one of the few teams in in the world who have played a match at Geelong Oval. Like it's not, it's it's um, 
it's it's, it's you know with one hand I, I you sort of think Namibia maybe they're going to get a, a little bit of a boost here and Sri Lanka won't but they the yeah I don't know I mean I I, don't, I, I conditions let, let me just ask you a question conditions mm-hmm. do you think that was a big factor in this match um I I don't I think the pitch wasn't the best pitch, but as I said, there was a, was a big chunk of the Namibian Zibians when they were they were doing it, um, and I'm yeah you can't blame that the Sri Lankans just got everything wrong today. However, they prepared um, wasn't suitable for for this kind of stuff, and it was almost like they'd taken down they, they'd reached their Everest at the Asia Cup, and were just like well we're we're, we're definitely going to win this, and it was complete complacency. Um, that kind of got them into this mess. Um, and yeah, they came up against a team who just really wanted to win. And as you said, we're eking out every advantage they could. And that's what I love to see about an association. They go, we don't have the same talent that these guys, but we can do all of the basics so much better. And any marginal gains we can go after, let's really try it. Because a difference of three or four runs is actually mega in a, t- in a T20 game like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, fortunately here it was fifty-five runs, so no, no, <laughs> no worries. Well, can we talk about ramifications then? Um, so Sri Lanka, they, you know, they've they've lost to a team, uh, they've lost badly to a team that it is quite bad for them to have lost to. Like N- Namibia are one of the other teams in the group that, you know, well, they were they're one of the teams in the group that effectively are almost certain to beat the UAE. So the UAE, the N- Namibia now have basically banked two out of three wins. But by the way, I also love the fact that we are pressing the net run rate button straight away. In this, well, in this, there is like... a net run rate. There is a net run, run rate ramification here. Um, mm. Like the Netherlands doing what they did maybe removes the noose from the Sri Lankan neck slightly. And uh, uh, like straight after the game, if you looked at the weather report for Thursday, which is when the Sri Lanka-Netherlands game takes place. If you, if you looked then, it looked like there was going to be rain um, and it looked like there was a decent chance of a washout. And that would have meant that Sri Lanka effectively would have had uh, well, a loss and a draw before the UAE match. And you know Netherlands potentially by not losing that badly by the, against Namibia would mm. still go through. I think now it, it looks like the, the rain won't be such a factor. Um, the, the blunt question is really like, where, where do you, where, where do you see Sri Lanka going from here? Can they, can they bounce back? Do you think they've got a good chance of getting through? Um, talk through that. And I, I want a number from you. I want a prediction scale of one to a hundred. What are Sri Lanka's qualification chances? So, so I think Rossby's. So, Ro- so, so I think on, on this one, this is a big wake up call, and I think it's a big wake up call probably for all of the all of the countries sitting there. Going, oh my God, we're, we're we're we've turned up to a proper fight here, and I think the Sri Lankan team there will they, they need to not do what most teams in this situation would do, and they don't they shouldn't panic, they shouldn't be ripping up the team sheet, they shouldn't be throwing out the baby with the bathwater, they should be going. Do you know what? We had one bad game. Like T20, high variance, we say it probably nearly every single show with covering T20. is a high variance game. Chalk this one up as a bad day at the office and then go out because they have the talent to obliterate Netherlands. They have the talent to obliterate the UAE. Um, whether that happens or not is, is by the by, but they have to trust in who they have. Um, I also think the way in which they try like set up their team, they need to be getting more out of their big name players, right? Um, Raja Paxka... Again, again, he is an IPL superstar. 
Um, and here he's been forced to come in in the in the power play and he's up against it and you're sitting there going, what what is going on here? Um, I don't really get uh, yeah him at five odd to me. I think he's uh, ranked number three. So. Yeah, yeah. You, you either you either go your game is going to be set up around taking down the paces and we know he he can do that right. Yeah. Um, and it's okay if he gets targeted for spin if you've got someone at the other end who can deal with that. And they've got enough people in this team to just about balance it out, I think. Um, so, yeah, shouldn't panic. They need to start putting their players in the in the, in the the difficult positions, the star players in the difficult positions. Um, and their paces were off pace today, really. They all went over nine and over against this team. Um, and they didn't really seem to have the right bowling plan. Like, the fielding was a bit straight. Like, the fielding positions were a bit strange um, and their approach generally just didn't make much sense. Um, it kind of felt that they had taken their approach at the Asia Cup and we just like, well, this was just going to work everywhere. We're just going to do, we're just going to go out and play some cricket. Um, bad, bad plan. Um, Ross Viz is saying that they're still six, I reckon 60%, 60%, I reckon is about, is about what I think. I, I'd probably put, put them in that, that ballpark as well. Um, I think, I th- you know, the biggest risk to them is that Namibia go and spank UAE and then the Netherlands beat Namibia and mm-hmm. that they can't catch up even if they beat the Netherlands like the, 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 the two wins that they get won't do it. I, if I, you know, I, I think realistically Sri Lanka will probably fancy themselves to spank one of the other two teams like yeah. a really dish of, dish of beating out. Um, and if you watched that game, the second game, you have to say that even though Sri Lanka didn't play well today, the skill of those players is quite substantially better than the skill of the UAE and um, and the Netherlands players. And I, I, I'm trying to be diplomatic with that, but the, that is the truth, isn't it? Like, it's like Sri, Lanka, <laughs> Sri Lanka just won the Asia Cup. Yeah, they and, just and, beat India. They just beat Pakistan. Like, they're, yeah, I, they're good. <laughs> Yeah, like my, my my view on here is that when if you look at how the Netherlands got out today, Janaid Sadiq kind of took them apart from from a pace perspective, right? Um, he's not super quick. Like he was bowling at the stumps. If you take Kamira, um, that he's faster than, than uh, that guy is, or faster than any of the UAE bowlers are. Like you can cause some serious da- damage to that. Um, and I also think that Tikshana and Hasaranga again, really really dangerous and good spin bowlers make a big big deal. Um, and I just think, yeah, they need to be much smarter next time. Uh, we, we we, we've not heaped a load and loads of praise on the Namibians as much as possible, I think, here, Jack. Like, their performance was absolutely brilliant. Um, and, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing them in the Super 12. Yeah, well, I mean, it looks like they'll make it, doesn't it? I mean, barring well, aberration, yeah. I, 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 yeah, really impressed again. Um, and, and probably, you'd say, without their best bowler or at least their best bowler from the last tournament um Ruben, Ruben Trouble's actually got like a, an ILT20 gig hasn't he like there's he's got a fan club um I I you know how hard it was to find out that he had a hamstring injury as well oh it's, it's, cricket, cricket has got so much so much to go so that's like so far um but even even, like, even I said my first thing I said like people don't even know the world cup is on they don't even realise it started, and like, just like why like the cr- cricket boards, like um, the ICC, needs to be pumping serious dollar into getting this stuff out because it's yeah, it's embarrassing. You market your tournament properly. Yeah, like there's your like that's your it. job. You're you're an event management company. <laughs> that is your job. Don't just rely on like a bunch of Indians to watch it and and cash in that way. Like actually, take some of your money and make the the profile of this tournament higher 
Um, and I can look, I mean, it looked a bit bad on TV in terms of the people there. There were people there for the Sri Lanka game. Lots mm. of Sri Lanka fans, they went home. But the second game, if there were 500 people in the stadium, they'd be lucky. Uh, and that isn't a good look either. Let's talk about that game. It was, it was really good. Mm. Um, the UAE, they batted first. Um, I think you described it as a test match. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> Was, I was just like, do, do they realise they're playing T20 cricket? Yeah, I, it was. It was. Do, do, do you know what's happened there? Someone, someone has gone. We've, we've just, we've just seen, we've just seen Sri Lanka lose their wickets, and if you lose, three, <laughs> if you lose three wickets in the power play, you lose, you lose the game. Definitely, we're not going to do that, lads. We're going to, we're going to keep our wickets in hand, and we're going to, we're going to stay alive. I thought the, I mean, they, 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 had, they had the opening bat, didn't they, Wazi? Who, um, well. Uh, my my take on this is that he wanted to enjoy his moment in the sun. He was like, I've I've, I've worked to get here to the to the World Cup. I'm not getting out. I'm going to have a nice long innings on international TV. I'm going to make sure that someone's taping it on the VHS at home, and and I'm going to watch this every day. I'm going to show my grandkids this the rest of my life. Mohammed Wazim, that's his name, 41 or 47. And at no point did he really look like he he wanted to press the acceleration button. He, 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 tried, he, he, yeah, he, he had a couple of sixes. He hit two sixes. He hit two sixes in one over. There was like there was an amazing like the commentators they kept going on, like oh yeah, boy Wazim, one of the strongest players on the leg side that that you'll see. So he, didn't, he didn't try to hit the ball on the leg side. Like, <laughs> he just he just stood there watching the ball go past like sixth stump. Like, no, not going to take that on. Not going to try to hit that on the leg side. I'm not going to try to manufacture anything. Uh, I don't care if the boundary is only 55 metres over there. I am enjoying my day out, 41 or 47. And you've got to respect that. Uh, Shirak Suri as well, 12 of 20. Um, it, it was pretty tough going. And I, yeah, watching that, I I, I thought the Netherlands, I'll, I'll give some credit to the Siemens here. I thought the Netherlands Siemens were really good. I thought Tim Pringle, top cult cricketer, he's the new Mark Watt, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was bowling off like 24 yards and all sorts. Um, and he's got like a weird mullet with, if you haven't seen this, and I'm assuming that some of the people listening to this show won't actually have seen it because... Mm-hmm. Um, They've got a life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, Tim Pringle's like quite a tall um, Kiwi with some Dutch in there. Um, mm-hmm. Or he was born, he's born, no, he might have been born in The Hague. And you know, went to um, New Zealand. His his dad played a bunch of games for for the New Zealand Test side. Um, so this is some pedigree there. Massive unit, both left arm spin. He's got like a a bandage around his right hand when he feels, presumably to catch the ball better or something like that. I'm like, you're allowed, you're allowed to do that. I, well, that's what I thought. I was like, that's got to be an advantage. That's got to be an advantage. He he. I think his bowling figures were thirteen for one or four overs. Uh, it, and it was like, it was all like mystery stuff. It was, well, mystery is probably a, an, an exaggeration. It was like quite good left arm spin with a bit of variation. Like it was very bold, very Mark Watt, but a bit taller. Um, and then then he batted. Uh, and he's called Pringle. And he's got this haircut. He's ginger. He's got specs, like Harry Potter glasses. And he's got a mullet. But but like to, to boost the mullet, he shaved up to <laughs> what? Like the temple height? On, mm-hmm. on the sides of his head, all around the ear. So it's um, it's a strong look. Great cult cricketer. Is it? He's exactly what I want from my associate nations. I, I want somebody who's obviously got like loads of skills, has a huge impact on the match that I remember that hopefully we can get on the podcast for an interview for later. Mm. Um, and also looks a bit weird. <laughs> you're, you're gonna, yeah, there's going to be children in the Netherlands after this win having that haircut. Get, go, give me the Pringle. 
Um, yeah. Well, no. They, yeah, exactly. I hope the Pringle becomes becomes a look. Anyway, look, they chase 112. Like, is what um, the UA got. I'm not done a great job of summarising that innings. But there's there's, there's not much to it really. There, 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 there is not a a dearth of talent in that UAE team. Let's let's I, be fair. I'm pretty sure Ross they hit more threes than fours. <laughs> So <laughs> sign of a this is just a cult team in general. Um, um, so the the Netherlands, you're thinking that's going to be an easy win, um, and they they bat like it will be. Uh, Vic Ramjit Singh, who dropped one of the most hilarious catches of all time, um, although it turned out not to be the most hilarious catch in the game. We'll get to that. Hit a couple of nice cut shots. Max O'Dowd looked really good, 23 of 18, uh, and then they they. I don't know. I, I think it was panic or they couldn't believe the situation they were in or some good UAE bowling or a combination of all of those things. Mm. Um, they ground to a halt and they used up way too much time and they weren't particularly aggressive. I mean, only their top four hit a boundary. Like Everyone else just sort of existed. And, and, and this this is the, that bit where, where the teams don't have that dearth of talent um, in the in the rest of their ranks, there is that real apprehension about almost trying to capitalise on the power play, and that that is the difference you do see in the proper test nations um, versus some of the other associate nations. And it's well, a really it's a really in the power play. They got forty one. It's it's it's, it's far, but you you well, didn't. You 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 didn't. Yeah, no, no, no. That's true. That is true. But they, like, I think the Netherlands did okay in the power play. It was just hmm. like panic set in, like, yeah. and it. it everyone was trying to sort of play themselves in, but then the the rate would get up slightly. And we were talking like the rate would go from like five to six. <laughs> and and then they were like, oh no. Or that or I don't or I don't know. They were talking thinking about net run rate. Did loads of stupid things. And 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 then there was like this pivotal over with uh Junaid Siddiqui, who we mentioned on our preview show. We you know we've got Sri Lanka catastrophically wrong. Um, hey, no, no, no. Oh, who knows? Yeah. They can end up with winners. Who knows? <laughs> um, but Janae Tadiki, we did mention him, and he he bowled this over, and he got really up for it. Got, I think it was uh, wicket dot wicket dot dot, and then Pringle hits one up in the air, and we're not talking like a skyer. We're not talking a hard one. He like goes and hits a ball off the wide line, dinks it to cover, and um, the captain Rizwan runs underneath it, and like. But I, I, it's, it's so hard to explain. It's it's just chest high. It's got to run about five yards, catch the ball. And he's like drops it into his own face and then chins it into the floor, lies on the floor. Well, it doesn't lie on the floor. He immediately gets it and then like panic throws it to the wicketkeeper. Damage is done. Prinkle gets 15 off 16. Mm-hmm. And that is the, the kind of crucial innings. Uh, I think at the point Pringle was dropped, Winvis had it at 50-50. Um, had, had Pringle been dropped, uh, been caught, it probably would have been um, the Netherlands, well, they they they, they may, may well have lost. Um, I don't know if you say Scott Edwards was the hero, sixteen of nineteen. Captain Jennings, he was, he was there at the end, dinking and running, and the Netherlands got there. Um, a really weird game of cricket, but extremely entertaining, Ross. Yeah, I thought so. And this is where also the bit where I quite like that the teams play at the same grounds. So on the same day, back to back on those different things. And like, the second game is always quite different. And they think they're going to take the lessons from the first game. Um, and this is like Max O'Dowd bold wicket is actually quite funny. 
because there is no way that ball should not bounce <laughs> like that, that oh, is halfway down. That, that should be that should be being pulled for six. That ball and it's cleared him up middle stump. <laughs> and you're just like, what if if you if that happened to you, you'd be coming off the pitch going fucking council wicket, what? completely shit. What is going on? Yeah, this is a serious thing, and we were talking about this. And we'll do the G long oval bit now. Why not? Mm. Because there is it is embarrassing. I think for for cricket and for the ICC and for these two teams, they're playing. At this place, like like I said, there's they you know for the second game there was nobody really there. It was nine degrees. It's mid spring in Australia, and and you know the Melbourne area is not one of the hot bits of Australia, and it's it hasn't got a tropical climate, so it's not even like um, one of the places where it, it's effectively sort of late summer. It's it's actually cold. Like nine degrees is is freezing cold. It's it's sort of near Melbourne. It's not really near it. Um, I, I, we, I was talking on on the Discord, which you can join by the way, if you if you want to get involved with with loads of the cricket chat that that, that, we, that we do with our fingers <laughs> um, at our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash the cricket pod. I was talking with Ethan Chairs, who goes by Messy Chairs, and and people who listen to Gorilla Cricket will know him. Um, he lives in Perth, and he, he was saying effectively what's happened is the ICC did did bids, and the Victoria, the state of Victoria, the state of Tasmania, put a bid in, and when they won the bid, they got to choose where they wanted to play the game. And, and so in Victoria, you've got lots of grounds because of the <laughs> the AFL. Geelong Oval, it it you know it's it's good in theory, I suppose, for the economy to throw a game there. Like there's a little bit more money spent. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact is though that this is an AFL ground. It's not a cricket ground. Like it's it's not it would be, you know, it's not the MCG and it would be ridiculous to play at the MCG, right? But like it's not <laughs> no, no, that'd be amazing. <laughs> it's not the MCG, it's got a capacity of about eighteen thousand, but they're redeveloping it. Like it's not even it's not even like a, a, a proper finished stadium. <laughs> um it just so I, I don't know, you've got this situation, and this is effectively where this discussion came to. It's the wrong time of the year to be playing cricket in, in these states. It's the wrong state to be playing in if you're gonna play there. Um, and it's the wrong stadium if, if if you if you are going to play in in Victoria. Like there are there's there's places like the Junction Oval, which is next to the MCG, where you could do this. I think it holds about five thousand. It would be the perfect ground for this. In the middle of Melbourne, people would go. You you know you twenty bucks. You can go along and watch it, even if it's cold. You can wrap up warm, um, and you get the tram home, can't you? If you if if you're there, or or play the grounds. This is the wrong state point. Play, play the grounds and he gave me a list Cairns Alice Springs Darwin McKay Townsville Gladstone they're all of the like slightly subtropical places where mm-hmm. where the weather's hot and it isn't the rainy season at the moment like mm-hmm. so you could have had the qualifiers there instead they are playing where it is effectively winter um that's stupid and I, and I don't think I don't think it really added to the spectacle here and I think it made it quite difficult for the players because like it is you don't play cricket when it's nine degrees at night time, do you? Like that is um Yeah, if, if, even 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 we're not going, let's yeah, let's do this. Like we're going, nah, not fancying that. And and there's that bit like that is why when you're playing at an AFL ground, like it's okay sometimes to be playing on the same pitch or on the same venue, but the deterioration in the two games is quite significant. I think, in terms of what, what they actually got to do. We talked about in the first game, did conditions really make a difference? I think the dimensions might have made it, but the conditions were fine for the first game. Second yeah. game, second game, not so much, and it did have an impact. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't, from a viewer's point of view, it wasn't like necessarily a hugely negative thing. But if you were a player there and, and you, you know, you've been working to get to this tournament 
it must suck to have to play in nine degrees where you can't that, like you played when it's cold in this country in in, in early april you can't feel your fingers like if you're a spinner you can't really bowl maybe that's what so, pringle has maybe maybe he's got the old hand warmers well, that's what they, maybe that's what they are yeah it was it, it's it's just it just sucked a little bit i i, I thought um and I think that, that I, bit, I think you, you hit the nail on the head there. This is a World Cup. Yeah. Like, like the Associate Nations get treated pretty shitly at the best of times in terms of cricket. Like the access to playing against a Sri Lanka actually doesn't come across, come along that often, really, um, let alone going to play against an England or whatever it might be. And here they have this is this is the career defining yeah. moment for a lot of these players. Well, yeah. And, and Max O'Dowd, who started really well and looks like he might lead his team. Or to 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 a pretty big net run rate victory, it gets a P roller, and <laughs> we have to say that the conditions, the fact that the that Geelong, who have been using this ground to train, and have had you know clearly kept the grass really long, and probably been running across the the square in their footy boots, yeah, <laughs> that's got to have an, an impact on that. Like it has well, to they, might, they might as well have played in the local park. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I've got more people there. Yeah, a, a, a fun game though. There, there's yeah. some skillful players on show. I, I thought Janae Steek bowled really well for the UAE. Um, We've got to talk about Khan. We've got to talk about him. What, like, falling over. Well, he's, he's a young, young spinner. He comes in, takes a wicket. He takes a wicket. Um, it, but how embarrassing must it have been, like for him? Like he's never going to live that down. He is now going to be on cricket memes everywhere. Like the the guy is. If you haven't seen it, you might, I'm sure you have seen it. It's everywhere it's on, on Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. It's literally he's he's just got out um, in not very good fashion, and he's walking off. And literally the the Toblerone to go over. He's almost an almost almost like a little hot horse tr- horse trot or whatever it might be. Catches his finger, catches his foot, goes straight down, um, and it's caught on TV. I'm not sure if everyone stands up to. Everyone kind of looks like they're concerned about him. If I was in the crowd there, I'd be laughing my head off. Like, sorry, man. There were so few people in the crowd; they actually knew the players. So, <laughs> um, it wouldn't have been wouldn't have been appropriate, would it? To like, you know, the the guys sitting there, they probably were like next to his brother or something, um, <laughs> or his carer. He probably needed a chaperone, didn't he? Because he was <laughs> UAE and bad trip, bad World Cup trip. Um, um, well, any other good points from this match, or any other points that? Worth talking about. I mean, like it. It was a really good game to 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 follow. It was tense, and it, it, there's a lot on the line. Like the Netherlands right now, they they will be over the moon. They mm. got over the line. First, I think it's their first World Cup win in since 2016. Um, and that's a you know that's a that's a big deal. Like they're they're now in a position where they could get potentially get through. Um, yeah, I think that's a, a positive. I thought their scene bowling was actually really impressive. Um, yeah, fast. Uh- yeah, uh, my, my view on the on the Netherlands is that it looks like a, a bit part team. They, you, you can almost tell that a lot of these players don't play together quite as frequently. Mm. Um, and it is because what you see is that um, some of the Dutch guys end up playing county cricket over playing international cricket because they earn more money from doing that. Um, and in some points, you could tell they didn't have that. They're, they're almost like the Nottingham Forest They've, they've signed a bunch of new people that do come in and like, maybe people before. This is a really good point, actually. Uh, it, probably the only the only tactical thing I'd say on, on, on this match was that uh, I felt like the Netherlands clearly had the batting power or the batting players, like guys who are uh, in their own right good batters. It's, the UAE, not to rag on them too much yet, but they are effectively a, they're effectively a club side. Even stuff like their chat, like the wicketkeeper, he, you could hear him at one point. 
talking about how the Netherlands collapsed and it was like, oh, how has this happened, lads? How has this happened, lads? And switch it. It was like the sort of stuff that you hear on a Saturday <laughs> afternoon. Um, like the the wicketkeeper having a massive go at his captain for dropping a pretty easy catch. That is like pure club cricket. The Netherlands are actually a little bit better than that. And I thought that they probably should have slightly defined the roles of some of those the, their their batters and, and being like, you know, Colin Ackerman, make sure you're at the end. Like, you're there at the end. Like we're going to have, we're going to have two people who we're designating as the anchors here. And it's not acceptable for you to get caught top edging a sweep. Like, like, you know, trying to hit a six over, over square leg. The other guy can do that. Your job is to get 40 or 40 and, me, and make sure we cannot lose. And they didn't really do that until Tim, Tim Pringle and, and well, and even Tim Pringle was dropped off of what his second ball, like, it, and, and, and that's it. There, there was there's because UAE hit so few runs, they had complete control over the batting, mm-hmm. right as well. And that and that was the yeah. bit actually. Actually, they they should have KL Rahul'd the shit out of that innings. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, World I, Cup. I, 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 that wouldn't have it wouldn't have been wouldn't have been an issue. They 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 they, they, they shouldn't they should have been winning that match. Worst case in the sixteenth over, they won it with two balls to spare, and they were lucky a few times. You know, you know, in that and then they are I think a much more talented side. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, down the UAE, right? We've got a couple of questions in Splendid. Um, from from different sources. Uh, the, we had one. I'm just going to scroll up to it on the live chat, which I thought was was pretty interesting from Talana, who asked about cricket growth in associate nations like the Netherlands. We actually know the Netherlands women's coach, don't we? Shane Deets. What do you know? What do you know of Netherlands cricket and and how is it growing, Ross? Uh, I know next to nothing about whether we're going to at least flag it. No, no. I, but, but again, but again this, this, this is the piece, which kind of leads me on to my point, is around that like, there's not enough coverage, I think, in, in some, some of that um, piece. And there's not the opportunities. Like When England went over to the Netherlands and it was pretty much can England break the ODI record, um, it was a booze up. It was it was the fans going over and having that. We're going to have a bit of money into the economy, and people are going to be having a good time. But did cricket really? Did Netherlands cricket really benefit from that? They didn't have their strongest eleven out for what is their biggest fixture that they're going to have outside of a World Cup cycle, um, because the money isn't there, um, and yeah, that level of professionalism unfortunately just doesn't it can't ring true because the money isn't there. Um, and that's not to say the Netherlands have bad players or don't have good professionals. That's just to say that the the thing is that a person like Rolf van der Boer, um, or Ackerman or Klaassen or whoever would much, is better getting a few hundred quid or a few grand playing for Glamorgan uh, or Gloucestershire or whoever rather than going back oh, and playing that game. Originals. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, um, and it's just a little bit of a bit of a kick in the teeth, I think, um, when it comes to that piece. And that's where the game does need to be better. There is enough money in the game and there is enough atten- there's enough people but like T20 cricket, you can go and play a three game series over a weekend if you really wanted to. Yeah. You literally could fly out on the Wednesday and you'd be back home um on the on the Sunday after after that game. And actually people would have benefited from it. People would have had a greater experience. You'd know more about the game. There'd be more coverage. Um, and that just doesn't seem to be on the agenda. I, th- I think that's true. I think for the Netherlands especially, it's it's there's another dynamic here in, in that. Um, so the ICC does have like a development fund, and they do give money to associate nations. Um, it's not a lot of money per nation. And the other thing is, for somewhere like the Netherlands, it goes a lot less far than it does in say Nepal, uh, and that is just a an economic reality of of 
you know the globe if you give 100 grand to netherlands cricket what does it buy a, a couple of full-time coaches and some pads um if you mm. give it 100 grand to nepal that's that could professionalize like their their first 11 like mm. it's 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 a it's a completely different um ball game maybe not professionalized the first level but like it could go a long way to doing that um so i think there's some stuff like that there's a little bit of a cricket scene in the netherlands like there are there are pitches there there are dutch people that play the game it's not purely an expat match or an expat situation like you see on like the um european cricket league a lot of those teams are um you know guys from india who are economic migrants or, or second generation or whatever it is um playing for, for those teams but in the in the netherlands there are actually I mean, it sounds ridiculous. Actually, Dutch people. Uh, I'm I'm not talking like great great replacements theory stuff here. But what I mean is like there is um, going back sort of fifty years, people from you know with the name the leader playing mm-hmm. cricket in, mm-hmm. in Amsterdam, and that exists uh, and and it, and, it, and it continues. Um, I, 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 yeah, it would be nice if there was a little bit more loot kicked their way. I think, and I I I, I feel like England should take the lead there. Like I I, I don't think it would be too difficult. Or, or too much of a, a a problem for England to play in a European Cup like the Asia Cup and send, even if they sent their second team, or they just sent some of the batters, or whatever mm-hmm. it was, and Scotland, Ireland, England, the Netherlands, and a qualifier played in that. Like it would probably be quite an interesting tournament, and yeah, play it play it in one of the the one play play it in one of those nations. They get they make some money, gets a bit of coverage. Yeah, pretty easy. Right, other questions. Uh, Jack Fox says, did Sri Lanka? Jack's been on the show, by the way, so he's mm-hmm. a, a friend. Cricket of pig. Yeah. Um, did Sri Lanka make significant tactical mistakes, or did Namibia just have the better eleven on the day? I think um, it's a little bit in between both of those things. But you, you say? Yeah, no. Literally, it's a bit of both. Um, I think that the Sri Lankans like completely underestimated what they were going into. You saw the complacency in that side, and yeah, it was a shell shock. Um, don't underestimate the bomb squad um, because yeah, mm. they they. they they know what they're doing. Um, might not be good enough to win the World Cup, um, but it will be enough to cause an upset or two. And here's one already in the tournament. Yeah. Um, Dan says, what's the biggest shock? Sri Lanka winning the Asia Cup or Sri Lanka losing to Namibia at the World Cup today? What are their <laughs> chances of them not making the Super 12? So you had them at 60% to get through. I think that's probably about fair. We had a couple of people in the chat said a little bit higher, 70 or 80. You know, also, you can make that argument, I think. Um, I think it was a massive shock that they lost today, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I, 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 I think they're an okay. Team. They've got a batting weakness, but even letting Namibia get 160, like it, it, the the last six overs, the fact that they didn't get um, Frylink or or Smiths out, Smuts, JJ Smuts out, um, really turns the game from a match where they were probably thinking we're going to have to chase 135, 140 mm. to oh, we actually have to chase a score here and. Um, the movie have got some players. Yeah. yeah, I think that just comes out again. The inexperience you talk about, but it's that captaincy, it's the input into the fielding placements, and it's all that kind of stuff of playing smart cricket, um, and they just didn't today. Uh, Vivek makes a point about the group sizes and, and how it would be more interesting if the, the groups were the, well, five groups of four. I agree with that. I think it would be much better if the group the, the, the groups of five groups of four in Australia were in the first match today playing. It doesn't even matter who. Uh, and I think, like as well, he says that Namibia beating Sri Lanka in a match like today would have massive ramifications on qualification. And mm-hmm. I, I think that's a really good point. And then random cricket stats. 
um, who we had a laugh about. We, I think we said, that's a terrible name for, for your child. <laughs> he says, what's your ideal son name? What would you call your son, Ross? Um, so, well, my second name is Leg, so we must be able to do something with, with, with that in cricket terminology. Um, but not got the... well, hmm. yeah. What would you name Ross's son? Tweet at us. Yeah. At um, and um, are you a fan of the 20... The other question he asks is, are you a fan of the 20-team T20 World Cup for 2024? And I'd say big time. I, I think World Cup-wise, an expanded T20 World Cup is a really good thing for cricket. And I think that... I think that, that some of the big nations would struggle to beat Namibia on their day. Like mm. it's, 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 it, you know, they're, they're, they're a team that can play like the idea that Sri Lanka are like some minnow that, that, that can be overturned. Sri Lanka literally won the Asia cup two weeks ago. <laughs> they beat, they beat India and Pakistan. They beat India. They're the powerhouse of world cricket. And, um, you know, I give 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 these teams their moment in the sun. Like the the format of T Twenty cricket is is unique in cricket in that it gives a little bit of you know randomness or it adds a little bit of randomness and it means that you can get upsets. And I, I'd I'd like to see more upsets. I think it would be really funny if Namibia beat England. It would be. I mean, imagine the viewing figures. Yeah. When I mean, let's just say when Namibia beat England at the next World Cup. <laughs> Right, Ross, uh, we've actually done quite a lot longer than I think we expected. It's our first World Cup show. If you're, you know, if you're listening, watching, whatever, um, we will be back Wednesday lunchtime, I think, if you're doing the live show thing with us. Um, otherwise, just like Wednesday uh, with the, the next update. I don't know if we need to preview anything. We did a big preview show. Like mm-hmm. in, in future shows, we'll talk about games coming up a little bit as well. We won't, won't talk forever. What a good way to start the, the tournament, though, Ross. Yeah, bring it on, bring it on the rest of it. And uh, remember that it, it is on. Set your alarm early if you're in England or wherever else. And um, yeah, watch the games. Um, and yeah, subscribe to our show, uh, like it, share it with your friends as well. Um, and if you really want to get involved with a proper cricket community for this World Cup, sign up for our Patreon and get access to the Discord immediately. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.